Hey guys, just a heads up, this is a not safe for work podcast, so keep it in your pants until you won't get busted. <laughs> Orgasmic Terrorist, a podcast about acceptance around becoming authentic within our sexual exploration. Orgasmic Terrorist. Welcome to Orgasmic Terrace. Jenna and Sarah's here. Hi, guys. So we had a really deep conversation last week about heavy hearts and messages and miscommunication last episode. And I thought it would be important that we follow that up with this conversation regarding holding space. I hear the term. It's thrown around a lot. But nobody seems to have a good definition of how to do it or good practices. So I thought this would be a fun conversation of incorporating in our communication styles and being open with one another. And what does it look like when you're holding space? Holding space for people is just about your ability to show up with them in several ways. Really, this is not about you. If your person says, do you have space to hold me in, they are going to be vulnerable and open and they do not need judgment. They do not need anecdotes. They do not need um, story hijacking. They need you to be attuned to them. They're really asking you to just show up and listen and just hold them in their reality and their truth, right? So you have to use your empathy which I deem as showing up and believing a person in their reality as to that is exactly how it is. It doesn't matter if I disagree or if I think something else. Empathy is believing them in their truth in the moment. So that is also part of showing up for holding space. You know, these people are coming and they're trying to be vulnerable. And so if we do anything where we do this as a society all the time where we are, I think, empathetic towards people, or we have compassion towards people or sympathy towards people. So when people are trying to share their stories, we like to verbal vomit and be like, oh, I totally understand. I had this happen to me. Well, that's great. And and (laughs) I know we don't want that to be a horrible thing, but we're actually hijacking their vulnerability and adding and inserting ourselves into their story. So that's not truly holding space. Holding space is being there with your mouth shut, with your ears open, with your heart on your sleeve, seriously paying attention. So phones are down, TV is off, you know, nothing is going to take our attention away from our person. We're not looking to have questions because if we have questions while they're asking us to hold space, we're no longer paying attention to what they are trying to do, which is to get their needs heard, to be validated, to feel like somebody somewhere resonates and can understand and, and just really, you know, trust us to be the people that I, that they need us to be. Right. I remember the very first time I heard the word validated, people want to be validated. I remember it was when my sister was in a relationship and her partner had started to use the word validated because she was a counselor for families. Mm-hmm. not a traditional counselor, but she had came up to me and we were having a conversation and she was listening to me, which it was like the first person to ever really listen to me and was present. And then she goes, I just want your baby girl to be validated. And I'm like, how do you validate somebody? I'm like, do I have a stamp on my forehead or something? <laughs> you know, I was like, 
wait a minute. Because I thought it meant ex- you get validated when you go parking, right? So then when I heard that and I was like, oh, and then I started thinking about it and going, I really like that word. I want to be validated more often. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who doesn't want to be heard and feel like they're not crazy? You know, there's so many times. That's really what holding space is, is listening to understand. That is the best way that I can put it. We're not listening for solutions, not listening for anything else, but to hold these people and whatever their needs are and to really just give them undivided full attention. And how often in our lives do we feel like we're not heard and we're not seen and we're not validated? I mean, I shut people down so fast in something as small as, you know, when you're, you go out with groups of people, you're like friends and there's always that one person that like comes up and like, how are you doing? And then before you can even get it out of your mouth, they're already looking away. They're already distracted. You know what? I have fucking time for that. <laughs> Don't bother. You can just say, Hey, and walk away. Or like, I, I like it when the bullshit talking to somebody who validates you or, or is your friend. I had a conversation today with my dear friend and I was on the phone with him and I was telling him about something that really was emotional. that happened to me last night, thinking he was going to hold space for me. And three times in the middle of the conversation, in the middle of a sentence, he tried to interject something and then he did it again. And I'm going, whoa, whoa. And then I, I, I wouldn't let him hijack my story. And then sure enough, the third time he came over and says, and did you know that my brother spent blah, 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 blah. And I'm like going, dude, totally negated everything I just said. But did you have the wherewithal to actually say that out loud? No, I did just let him take it. Start the conversation with, hey, so this is what I do when I have, when I have needs to be right. hurt, to be validated. So when I need my people to hold space for me. I, I will actually start the conversation with, Hey, I really need somebody to hold space. Do you have time or mental capacity to do so today? If not, no big deal. I will find somebody else because if they don't, then I'm not going to get my needs met either because they're not in the perfect zone. right? Right. And people don't owe me anything. These are my friends that are offering their time. So I always try and be respectful, even though my needs, you know, are the ones that I need to get taken care of. So it's always when they all know then this conversation is like a super holding space. So they know their responsibilities right up front. And it's okay if you're starting to work with people or talk to people and they don't know how to hold space to say, this is what I mean when I need you to hold space with me, you know, I need you to completely attune to me. Please don't interject. Please don't lose focus on me. Please just be quiet. I don't need you to give me solutions. I just, these are my needs for me to feel heard and validated. And there you go. It's so helpful when we give what we need our boundaries to people so that they can show up and better love us, better listen to us, better do all these things for us. So did you, in this conversation last night where you so desperately needed to be heard, did you say, I need you to hold space for me and this is what it means? No, no, because I was, you know, that, and that comes back to when I was listening to you, I was actually applying it to, at some point, we may not know we need to be holding space. We're sitting out, hanging out with our best friends and we're like, all of a sudden something comes up and then they go into it. As a friend to my friend, I would say, 
is there something I can say to help? I would check in with them so that I, you know, maybe yeah. they didn't realize that they needed me to hold space. And so I was thinking that as a friend that he would come back and says, I, I hear that you were really frustrated or you were really needing to be supported. What do you need out of this conversation? He's not a mind reader. No, he's not. But he could have. He could have, in a way, could have. Yeah, like, but he's not a mind reader. Head. It's not his yes, responsibility yeah. to know what your needs are. It's your responsibility, which sucks, right? I mean, when right. we're already in like this, oh my God, I need somebody to listen to me. And now I have to like set up all the rules and say all the things. Right. I just want somebody that gets it. Well, tough titty. I mean, <laughs> it's just not fair. You know, it's not right. Yeah. We do this, especially with long-term relationships. We yeah. get to know patterns and we get to know our people, but this is the thing is that's perception. True. Nobody True. knows what you need because they're not you. And it's not fair of you to assume. Assuming makes an ass yes, out of you, you and me. me. My favorite statement. Thank you. For you have yes. the other person show up for you. So really at that time, what you could have done for yourself is to say, hey, you know what? I actually, I need to kick this into another gear. I actually need you to hold space. Like I know that we started into it and it wasn't, didn't seem like it was a big deal, but I actually, this is actually really important to me. So I apologize that I didn't make that clear in the beginning, but can we start over from a place of holding space? Right. And this is what that means for me. And then he gets to go, oh my God, I didn't realize, right? Because again, he's not a mind reader. And then you get to not feel hurt that he didn't guess your brain and show up for you in the way that you want. Right. Right. So, I mean, I feel, yeah, I, 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 I fudge it all the time. I, I don't also <laughs> do all the things that I espouse all the time. You know, right. we're no, I get it. I get it. And I think, and you're right. It, you know, when you're having a conversation with a friend, it is a give and take. If you do need that time to process with somebody or somebody to hold space with you, then be open and honest. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, because I think about it, my relationship with my lover, and one of the things that we've been practicing is holding space. He wrote an email and he was sharing some of his feelings. He was trying to mind read me during one of our trips and it didn't He's go well. to people, please is the correct term, right? Well, no, he was, he was saying, well, if you said this, then you mean this. And therefore, you don't want to be in this relationship. And I'm like, oh, oh perception. No. Yeah. Okay. He was trying to mind read me and, and trying to figure myself out rather than just asking or communicating his, that he was upset or that he was triggered by our conversation. So he did sit down and take the time and put it into an email to me so that he could express his feelings. So I took that email. I read it. I wrote back. And I validated each one of his points, even if I didn't necessarily, well, I didn't believe that I, you know, I said that that's where I normally would have come back. Well, I didn't say that. Therefore, I don't know where you got that. I didn't say that to him. I turn around, I'm like, I see how you took that. However, let's sit down and have this conversation. Now that you feel that you got it off your chest, now can we sit in a room together and have a conversation and not have perceptions of what we're saying actually listening to the words and not filling in the blanks. And so he, he said, yes. And we did, we sat down and had a conversation and it went beautifully. It was the, probably the, one of the second most honest conversations I ever had. And it was really delightful using this practice where I wasn't trying to interject. 
my my opinion or my point of view and it was really really amazing i have to say you know because we've been studying this for a couple weeks you and i you know going back and forth and trying to come up with a precise way of famous obviously you have the words which are so beautifully but if there's anything other out there that would be wonderful to add and so we were doing this research and i was reading all this stuff and i was bringing all that mindset in when i was talking to him okay i'm listening to listen right right. listening i'm listening i'm listening i want to yell at you no you can't oh okay 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 that's emotional i'm not going to get emotional (laughs) you know it was really easy to laugh about certain things afterwards in the end so we went through weeks and weeks of discomfort where we could have simply had this conversation in the very beginning but we wouldn't have made it so far you know I think, I mean, everything is subjective, right? And, and and we're all learning and growing and not one size shoe fits everybody. So you guys are just working through what works for you and what doesn't work for you. The only thing that you're giving yourself the added advantage of is that you're not you're not placating into this. I'm just complacent in this place I am. You guys are trying new things and you're learning new things and you're implementing new things and it just takes some time and you know what it never stops anyway because as everybody ages we all change in how we communicate anyway what's upsetting to me today might not be upsetting to me in in five days so it's just really figuring out at the time when the person comes to me and says i really need somebody to hold space for me can you hold space for me absolutely Absolutely. And it is literally, you start, you lead, I'm here to listen. And I, and I, you know, I'm very empathic and I know that's probably annoying to some people, but I will cry with my, my clients, my friends, my family. I will get angry with them. I will empathize with them in their scenario. It doesn't matter if they say something and I'm like, well, that's just fucking crazy. (laughs) Like fucking that's fucking cuckoo town. That's not, it has nothing to do with what the fuck I'm doing. My role in that is to shut up and support them. I'm not here to give you solutions. I'm not here to go, oh my God, that happened to me too. I cannot believe it. And this is what I did. And oh my God, it, no, you are just there so that they get to be heard. I've had so many conversations where you know, my husband and I are very different. It's 13 years. You've got that kind of thing where we do finish each other's sentences and we do this and we do that, but that has led into the assumptions that we know the perception that we know what each other is thinking. And I have to tell you, it's a trap. It's not a good trap either. We'll get into odd, odd disconnection over both of us being so in love with each other and respecting each other so much and not wanting to hurt each other so much that we both do things on the other's behalf that we haven't discussed with each other because our perception is this is what they need. (laughs) And it just blows up to hell in a handbasket, road to hell is paved with good intentions, right? So it's wild. It's vastly wild for every other person. And, and I know I definitely have like different people that I go to. 
about different things because I have a larger connection with them. I feel like they will be able to understand and hold space for me better. Not everybody gets this version of Jenna. I have, look, there's no need to cheat. I have 19 different personalities. (laughs) Pick one. (laughs) I will buy the wig. I will buy the outfit, like whatever you need. Not to mention I'm in an open relationship, so there's no need to cheat anyway. But you know what I mean? Go to the people that you will find the most connection with, the one that you really truly think will identify with you and will be able to commune and connect with you. And it is literally just I mean, how good does it feel though? How good does it feel versus this? I come to you, Sarah, and I say, you know what? I just need you to hold space for me. I'm in a big pickle. This friend of mine totally dicked me over and I'm so crushed and I'm so heartbroken. And you come in and you go, oh my God, that just happened to me. And I go, okay. And you go, God, isn't it like the worst? I hate when that happens. I feel so bad for you. I'm so sorry. Okay. Yeah. So I'm already, I feel like I have hit a wall. I have run smack dab into a wall because I was fluid and then there was a dam and then I have to drop off the cliff and then I have to pick myself up and then it's fluid and then there's a dam instead of this is what happened to me. This is what I'm feeling. I'm very upset right now. I feel like it's a betrayal or I feel like I'm angry or I feel like whatever and getting it all out. And at the end, just having somebody look at you and go, yeah, I totally get it. That must be really hard. I totally understand. Or you have every right to be upset. I get it. I think it's would so funny. feel better. Yeah, it would feel absolutely better. I think that's the reason why it really bothered me about what my friend did And the fact that one of the things he says to me all the time, he goes, I know who you are and you are an amazing person and you just need to hear it sometimes. And I think that's what I was really wanting him to say to me. And he just didn't. But again, he is not a mind reader. And I So why couldn't Sarah say, hey, I'm feeling kind of low about myself today. I would love to hear all the things that you love about me today. Yeah. Which I will probably do next time because that is a positive way of saying it. I do it all the time. If, if my boyfriend and I are off, I'm like, Hey, I need you to text me that you love me today. You know, if my husband and I are off, I, I need you to tell me you love me. I need your attention today. I'm having a really hard day. I was having a hard day. The, uh, a really good day. Actually, let's go positive. I I was having a really good day the other day and I was, I'm, I'm having a disagreement with some family members and my boyfriend was off doing his thing. My best friend, there was nobody to talk to. And I was having this amazing day. <laughs> I'm flipping her off people because I didn't get a phone call. I thought about you like six times. I'm like, I'm just going to call Jenna because she will validate me. But it was just, I wanted to share it with somebody. And, and I just... I was stewing. I was stewing. I was angry. I couldn't share my good news with somebody. So I finally did call up somebody. And and if I can remember who I called, probably Jenna, because I think I told you eventually, but I, (laughs) you know, I, I had a moment with a client with my day job that I, in telling the story over, I was crying. It validated me, Mm. you know, that not the, the work I do, but it validated the reason why I do it. And it was just, it was one of those days where I wanted everybody in the world to know 
Right. And there was nobody to talk to at that moment. And I was like, okay, then do you just take it in, take that energy in. And I'm like, all right, fine. <laughs> but that was, those are those moments like, okay, even in the positive moments, going to our friends and going, hey, I want to share this amazing story that happened. Can I share this with you? And that's what ended up happening afterwards. I went and told people, I want to share my day with you. Told my lover that this weekend when we were together, I said, hey, there was something that happened last week that I would love to share with you because it really tickled my heart. And, you know, I wanted to do that with you. And so I did. And he really appreciated. He goes, no, that's pretty cool. And it was, it was a really cool event that happened. And like I said, brought tears to my eyes. Even brings tears to my eyes right now. Oh, that you flipped me off. (laughs) (laughs) let that be a lesson to you (laughs) it's also a great thing to have people hold space for you when it's a humble brag i will reach out to people in and around my days too but i always do say do you have a minute to hold space for me i have a humble brag about something and if they're like no, then I'm like, cool, cool, cool. Doesn't bother me. I want to go find somebody else that does have time because it's the same scenario with you where it's amazing and I want to share it with somebody, you know, right. and, and eventually you find somebody or you don't, and then it's disappointing. And then you need to have space held for you for a whole <laughs> reason too. You know, I was because really what wrong, happened that but, night. Yeah. <laughs> then the next day it was all better. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, but we as humans, we want to be connected and we want to share, I think, in my opinion, that we want to share our stories. That's why I listen to storytelling podcasts all the time. And I got on a binge the other day and I was listening to one of my two favorite ones is risk and then body storytelling. Of course, I go to body when I'm really wanting to get turned on and have an orgasm simply by listening to somebody having an orgasm. And then I go to risk when I want to just connect to humans and the on the risk pot on the risk they were sharing some stories and i'm like they make me cry they move me but at the same time they fill me up and i think we're as both of those podcasts share the fact that stories is what forms us there are connection to other humans there are and so even somebody just sharing a story And I'm Southern, so my stories do take five left turns and a right one before we get back on track. (laughs) As my friends all tell me, bring it on home, Sarah. (laughs) Get around the bush, get to the point, whatever. (laughs) Well, hopefully nobody says that to you while they're holding space to you, because that would be very not holding space. True, true. But stories are important to share. And letting somebody have their story for a moment. You know, it's I- so rare that we get to be held in our vulnerability. It's such a scary thing because most people don't understand what true communication is. Everybody's got a got something to say. Everybody's got an opinion. Everybody has an idea. Everybody has a solution. And it's like, you know, I just need somebody to hear me. Yeah. You know, I can't tell you how many times I if I am seriously trying to communicate something to somebody and I keep getting interrupted and I just, no matter how I phrase it, feel like I'm getting pushback. I will legitimately walk out of the room. I will get up and I will fucking leave because I am so close to a meltdown at that point. Not being heard for me is a big, big deal. 
That's interesting. My big thing was just being listened to. And and back then, I guess I didn't know it was being heard. I had a friend, well, at the time, a guy that I was dating. And every time I would come home from work, I would tell him about my day. And his first comment to me was, well, that's not how I would handle it. And well, fucking good for you. <laughs> this is my ex-husband all over the place. <laughs> so I, I literally got to the point with him that I, every time he opened his mouth, I would want to punch him. Even yeah. when he was just saying, hey, hi, how are you? <clears throat> I want to punch you. Because I didn't want to hear his voice anymore because he was telling me, one, I wasn't right. And two, I did things wrong. Because they weren't done his way. So it's invalidation. And that's exactly what you don't want. My ex-husband was the fucking king of that. He would be like, so when I used to come home from a problem and I'd have, here's my problem. He would be ABC. There's your solutions. And I'd be like, cool, cool, cool. Uh, So none of those actually work for me because (laughs) I'm not you. And he'd be like, I gave you the solutions. We will never talk about this again. Oh my so God. literally cut me down, cut me off, told me I was wrong, told me I was an idiot. This is the only respectable and right way to do this and fuck off basically. So I, yeah, it was like, okay, that's, it's why it's such a huge trigger for me. If I can't make it through a something that is super important and I keep getting shut down, I will reevaluate our friendship. Hmm. I am very honest with my needs. Not that I'm not messy sometimes. Sometimes, yeah, it's just that it comes out of nowhere. Sometimes I'm super excited and something's just happened and I trounce people. Like I am not perfect in any means, but having the communication what? and the tools. <laughs> oh, no, no. I don't want that title at all. <laughs> having the communication and the tools upfront about what your needs are, what you need out of this conversation. It's just does your body and your heart and your mind your mind so much good by, by being validated, by being heard, by having somebody truly hold space with you, by knowing that you can trust them to show up and they're not dicking with their phones and they're not listening to the radio and they're not watching TV and they're not coming up with solutions. Their focus is a hundred percent on me and their focus is listening to my truth. Right. That's it. That's all I need most times. That's all anybody wait, needs most wait, times. Wait, wait, wait. You said something that was really profound right now. My truth. Yeah. Oh, that is an amazing comment right there because most <laughs> people don't. No, no, not your truth, but my truth. How I feel it is in my heart and what I'm feeling in my head right now. My truth. Yeah. That's fascinating. I literally oh. just had a client tell me that their partner told me what my client's truth was. And I was like, that is absolutely impossible. Your partner told you what your truth was to them. That is up to you to decide whether that resonates with you or not. But that is not your truth because that is their truth for you. Fascinating. This is my truth. And I don't care if you believe me or not. This is my truth. And unless it's something, you know, I murdered somebody or I sexually assaulted somebody, or I think it's going to be a good thing to do. Obviously there are things within holding space that are like, okay, red flag, (laughs) you know, where you as the holding space person would be like, I need to shut this down. (laughs) This is inherently unhealthy, right? You know, run it like a, like a therapist, right? For an automatic reporting person. If you feel like there is damage or harm to be fallen or, or, 
you know, abuse or whatever, that's one thing. But generally, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about people that have had something hit them some way, and they're just really looking for that communion and that connection. And, yeah. and what a beautiful thing it is to also be able to just shut up and hold your friend, family, lover, partner, husband, wife, whatever, in their biggest moment of need and have them feel safe with you. And it's the thing that keeps coming to mind, because I keep, of course, taking what you're saying and reflecting on my life, what I think about when I'm listening to somebody and trying to actively listen to somebody, I always put, this is what I would want for me. So what do I need to do to stay in this space with them? Tricks I've heard about when you're in a meeting and you can't hear the person's rambling on and on and on, how do you stay in focus, stay there actively listening? There are all these tips and tricks out there on how to actively listen and, and be part of the conversation with your mind, you know, like going, okay, I'm hearing you, you know, do you have any tips? <laughs> well, one that I would say is my favorite is get in their right eye, look at their right eye. And uh, we're doing this over Zoom and it's really hard. I, I keep looking down here at your eyes, but I know that my eyes should be up here right. and you're down here and it's a little just tricky, but you know, I get in the right eye when I'm with somebody. And another trick that I've found is if I'm in the space so I can write a note, I'll write a note versus trying to interrupt them. If I need clarity, then maybe I'll stop there. I, I hear what you're saying real quick, but I have one question that just to clarify, because I lost track of you somewhere, you know, if you need clarity, but you know, I'll put notes down. And then if they're willing to open to hear my point of view or willing for me to come back and give them a point of view, like with my clients, when they're, I listen to their question and then I'll repeat it back and I'll, I'll even at times go back to them and go, you repeat the question back to me, what you're asking, because you know, they'll go on this big rant like I am right now. <laughs> and then I'll say, bring it on home. Tell me what your point of your question is. And then usually by the time they've done that, then they go, oh, but I, I guess I got my answer. You know, because they, most people, if they take the time and think about their question, they have their answer sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, and you know, sometimes it, it can be a really big deal until you just say it out loud. Yeah. And then it's, it's, you again, you just needed to be heard. Yeah. That's it. it out there. You know, yeah. And when, when, and then it's like no big deal again. So yeah, definitely tips for doing that is you need, if you're in a setting, you need to make eye contact. You need to be facing the people. You need to be tuning into their body as well. What are their facial cues telling you? What is their body telling you? Are they hunched in? Are they tight and taut and vibrating? All of those things are going to help you attune into what mentality they are in. Right. And you being the conduit, you can help by just keeping a calm, even breath, keeping that eye focus, keeping that contact. Maybe if they want, you can grab their hand, make connection. But all the while, you're not trying to impede on their story. The goal is not to stop them in any way. You want to give them the entire runway. <laughs> and if they need to take off and go around again, let them take off and go around again. But it just needs to happen to where they really just don't have fear of being cut off and being manipulated or being minimized or being shut down or feeling like they're crazy. It just it's, can be so soul crushing when you're in a moment of need 
like it kind of was for you yesterday or the day before you were saying my, like I figured at the third time he would come around and he would say, and I was like, well, that's not, you know, but how, how shitty was that for you? It was shitty. It didn't feel good. Like you, and I love your analogy about the wall because it's exactly it. I was on this path of, I was almost done, was about ready to go. (sighs) How are you? And then he turned around and I hit a wall and I, and I did, I shut down. I didn't come back. I I ended the conversation sooner than later. I hate doing that. I hate how it makes me feel that I did that to my friend. So now I'm reflecting on how much I'll shitty I was to my friend after he did this to me. (laughs) You know, so it's like, wow, okay, this uh, growing up sucks. (laughs) Yeah, I can definitely see how that would be frustrating and saddening. Yes. Yeah. But holding space. I mean, it... It's an art. It really is. And I really do. I love when I see somebody do it. I love it when I do it to somebody else. When you do it for me, when I do it for you. And, and one of the things I have learned from you is shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I do say shut the fuck up a lot. <laughs> Not to me. No, in our conversations. But when I'm listening to you, I yes. actually do shut up. <laughs> I love that I'm like, I, I, I specialize in communication. Shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. It works though. Cause that's, that's the thing. Cause I, I did do that a lot. I did impede my stories. Oh, I remember when this happened. And a part of my brain is, is that I'm going to learn, they're going to learn from my story, you know? And so I got to share this story with them, but no. And that's what I've learned lately from all of this is, yeah, I got great stories and I have a story for everything. Somebody told me that the other day, Sarah's got a story for everything. I'm like, well, I kind of do because I remember a lot and I think, and I see the little intricacies of how things work and how things like, oh, if you pull this little nugget out of this story, somebody won't understand it a little bit differently, you know, or maybe they'll see the nugget, how I saw it, or maybe they'll understand. Like when I talk to my clients, sometimes I have to take what's going on and turn it around a little bit so they can see it slightly different. And then they go, Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I mean, I totally get what you're saying. It's just, that's not a, that's not necessarily holding space to scenario. Oh, but I just made a new word. (laughs) Scenario. But I'm making up another word. But that's what I've learned. I've learned how to step back and just shut the fuck up. Because (laughs) I'm so good at telling stories that I forget to shut the fuck up. Yes. (laughs) So I do appreciate you sharing that because that's something I've learned in all of this. You're welcome. Past couple weeks. And I've put it in practice. I almost put a rubber band on my wrist so I can pop it. So as a reminder, is an old old school technique of if you want to do something, shut the fuck up, pop it. (laughs) Almost. I actually want to wear one with the intention of snapping it when I have negative thoughts because I've had an overwhelming amount of negative thoughts lately. So I am going to put a rubber band on my wrist, and every time I figure it out, I'm going to snap it, and I'm going to make myself say something nice. Nice. That's a good idea. Catalogs, dogs, doesn't have to be bills. <laughs> it could be a clicker. It could be anything. If you literally took a clicker around and every time you said something nice, you clicked it, it would, it would start to want to do that more. So, or on the flip side, you would start to realize how often you do say nice things. And, you know, cause they always say it's yeah. always harder to take on a nice thing in your life, but it's easier to believe the negative. What's that word? 
Oh, it was Pretty Woman. Pretty Woman stated, and when she was in the bathtub, why is it easier to believe the bad stuff that are said to us? You know? Right. And I just love that. I, that sat in my heart for so long after watching that movie. Yeah, the movie's unrealistic, but it's so sweet. And I'll watch it every year just to just so I can. <laughs> hey, it's an un, we all have unrealistic expectations of what we think our lives are supposed to be. We all have hopes and dreams that didn't work. We all have massive pitfalls and failures in our life. And it's what we do and how we grow from all of those things. And especially in communication, what are the new tools that we can use to make those outcomes that are not beneficial for our souls less? Right. All you can do is try, right? So what's it going to hurt? You're right. So. Any more tips or tricks we can add to this that listen and shut the fuck up? <laughs> <laughs> I think, think I'm empathy. <laughs> <laughs> Lovingly kindness, use empathy. I love that. I do love the fact that touching them and looking at them and being present, having these little tips and tricks did help me this week. Good. Uh, well, I'm hoping it helps our listeners as well. Me so, too. With that. Are we going to talk about that this is our last episode? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's just right. We uh, made it through 13 episodes, guys. We're so excited. <laughs> yes. So Yay. we're going to end this season with this episode. We're going to be back sooner than later. We're just going to start a new band of seasons. And I think we'll be back in either September or o- October. We have not made up that decision yet. Yes. But stay tuned and pay attention to our Facebook Please leave us a review on, we're on Spotify. Leave a review on iTunes if you want. All top uh, scores, please. <laughs> if you've got a negative scores. score, call us. We'll talk to you. <laughs> we, tell have you to- our, we have our website, orgasmicpurist.com. Which you're still working on. We want to get a library up there of the books that we're reading and um, places you can find them. Terminologies up there. If anybody is keen on having us add some dictionary terminology, we would love to hear you. Yes, please be yeah. part of our show. Send us a story. Oh we're, my God. we're looking at Tell us what you want to talk about. We're happy to do that too. Because we keep coming up with the same old shit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey I had an orgasm. I'm not. <laughs> I actually. Actually, uh, I, I need one. I need to call now. somebody. Right. <laughs> All right, guys. Go be good humans. Go be good humans and see you soon. Yes. Bye-bye. Hi, everyone. Thank you for listening and supporting our podcast. Just to let you know, you can check us and all of our resources out at orgasmicterrorist.com or you can leave us a message by calling 503-451-5234. Go be great humans to each other.